Brady Summers. I'm FireEye's Chief Technology Officer and the host of our FireEye Eye on Security podcast. Uh, we're doing a podcast series on 2018 predictions where we'll be talking with uh, leaders across FireEye to get their thoughts on what's coming in the year ahead. Really pleased today to be joined by Martin Holsty, who is our CTO uh, for cloud here at FireEye. In this role, he uh, keeps an eye on how things are evolving in the public cloud and how we can best help customers meet those challenges. So, Martin, um, thanks and welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Great to be here. So, uh, Martin, I think we'll just start by talking generally uh, about the threat landscape in 2018. And I'm curious, uh, with your purview of looking at cloud security, what do you see as the threat landscape and how it shapes up in the coming year? So it's 2017 was really sort of a, a turning point for uh, public cloud adoption, and, and that includes not just sort of your traditional public cloud providers like uh, Amazon, Azure, and Google, but also software as a service uh, is becoming even more prevalent than it used to be. And uh, what that means is that people are starting to really put critical data into the cloud. Uh, so what I typically saw this year uh, was uh, the largest companies are are starting some really major cloud initiatives where they may have uh, one or two absolutely critical applications that they've successfully migrated. So if you think back to 2016, they were thinking about doing that. In 2017, they've moved one or two critical apps. Uh, but they also have maybe four or five more critical apps in flight that are moving there. And 2018 will, will really, I think, open the floodgates as they uh, they see the, the lower uh, costs for running in cloud, uh, that they can move more quickly. Uh, all those kinds of things will... Uh, continue to encourage cloud adoption for uh, the majority of businesses. Um, not all businesses. There are a few sectors where they're still, um, for, for various reasons, they don't move to cloud very much or if at all. Uh, but I would say between 80-85% of our customers are, are moving significant workloads. And that means that attackers are going to follow that data. Uh, it's really as simple as that. Uh, so as more data moves into the cloud, um, that's where the attackers are going to go for. So whether that's uh, you know things like simple uh, credit card number theft and the classic kind of crimeware, um, whether it gets into more um, you know where where's your Bitcoin stuff, uh, where are your medical records, all those kinds of things. It doesn't really matter what the data is. Uh, the attackers aren't going to say, well, I'm not really interested in doing cloud stuff. I'm going to stick with on-prem. Uh, they'll certainly move to to uh, uh, trying to get to IP that's in the cloud, right. and that almost becomes easier in, in certain circumstances. Uh, and I'll address that specifically. The from a, a threat landscape, I, I see sort of two, or actually more of a vulnerability landscape. I see sort of yeah. two dichotomies. Uh, stuff that goes into the cloud is generally harder to hack. Uh, there's certainly plenty of times you can exploit things in the cloud. Uh, so it's not that everything in the cloud is totally secure. Uh, however, it's all generally newer, which means you don't have as many instances of, of older, more vulnerable things running. It's a little bit easier to keep an eye from an asset management standpoint. Uh, people are adopting more um, uh, provider services, things like uh, Lambda, uh, Azure Functions, those kinds of things. And those are, are a little bit harder to do sort of traditional exploitation. Uh, right. So in that stance, uh, you have uh, better security and things are, are harder to get into. Uh, the flip side to that is if at any point somebody gets fished, suddenly credentials can be much more powerful than they used to be. And so keeping track of uh, who's logging in from where has never been more important than it is today. Uh, so making sure that you have full visibility into all the actions that are occurring, 
um, starts to move some of the traditional uh, defenses from things like um, exploits into a little bit more of the, the business logic layer. Right. Um, but that said, uh, you know, all the old stuff still applies. And uh, as we've seen in the news, uh, you need to be running stuff uh, that's secure in the cloud as well. Uh, it doesn't really matter yeah. what it's running. If it's vulnerable, it's vulnerable. So it's kind of uh, all the things you were doing on Plem, on Prem Plus, uh, this this new additional uh, login-based security you have to be very careful about. Yeah, it does seem like companies who are moving to the cloud almost get a fresh start, uh, and they can do things like asset management or basic hygiene, perhaps better because they're starting from you know kind of greenfield. Uh, but to your point, access management, especially privilege access management, always always a concern in the enterprise, and it seems like even more so in the public cloud. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, what you're saying about 2017 being an inflection point for the cloud. We've been talking about cloud for, I mean, gosh, a decade or more. Um, but it does seem like it, I had a similar observation that this is a year where uh, I saw more financial services and even healthcare uh, industries who traditionally had shied away from the public cloud really starting to embrace it. So it's, it definitely seems like a, a big inflection point. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, that for yeah, all industries, ahead. really. I was just say for all industries, it's been uh, really big in financial services and, and medical, but manufacturing as well, uh, minerals, uh, everything. Um, so it's it, you know in 2016 there were a lot of of hesitations, uh, a lot of comments about well we're thinking about doing that, we're really investigating that, and uh, simply simply not the case in 2017. Right now you said um, attackers will certainly follow where the data goes. Um, I think that would be true of any kind of attacker. Do you expect to see more nation-state uh, activity targeting the public cloud? Uh, well, we've ha certainly had no lack of drama in geopolitics, yeah. uh, so I think that will be uh, e even more uh, prevalent than it, than it has been. Um, and as I said, you know, nation-states are so good at phishing that I think there's a, a really dangerous combination occurring here where we have um, and not that it would be true uh, or wouldn't be true of any other uh, environment that you're running in. I mean, uh, leaked credentials are, are bad no matter where they're leaked. Right. Uh, but you're going to continue to see that as, as really the go-to. Um, you know, security is all about people, and people are often the weakest element there. Uh, yeah. It, it, it happens to, you know, it's kind of don't blame the victim. It happens to everybody. There's things you can do to, to try to reduce the amount of damage that happens with a, a leaked credential. Um but you shouldn't pretend like you're always going to be able to prevent that from occurring. Uh, we've seen, especially with software as a service, uh, as we saw with the, the, the John Podesta email leaks, there was uh, third-party access involved with that, and that's especially uh, tricky to secure because it's it's truly a, a, a almost a business contract between you know one provider to another, and it's not a, a password, it's not a two-factor problem. It's a oh, we convinced you to essentially sign a contract for something you didn't want. And, and you're the, referring specifically to like OAuth token yes. uh, compromise. Can you talk a little more about that for listeners who might not be as familiar with it? You've touched around this with kind of uh, compromises of business logic and, and tokens. Sure. Why is it different in the public cloud? Well, so a simple fish is to say, okay, I'm going to put a username and password field in front of you, and you're going to think you're logging into Google, but you're actually logging into my attacker webpage, and then I'll forward you to Google so you never know the difference. Um, that's, the, that's been going on for many, many years and still happens today. Uh, the evolution of that is to say, I'm going to present you with a screen that says, um, I, want to, you to sh I want access to your Google Photos or something like that. 
and it's it, you can make the, the the logos on there make it look like it's actually Google asking for access to Google stuff uh, when it's not. And uh, to Google's credit specifically, um, they have taken some actions recently to try to help that out a little bit. Uh, but my point is, it's not just Google. This is for for any software as a service really uh, that provides that sort of third party access. Uh, the phishing is now saying, okay, we want to be able to access your data this way. And what gets uh, especially dangerous about that is that a password reset doesn't help. Um, a two-factor doesn't help there. You've essentially agreed to allow the, the attacker to have access without realizing it. Yeah, it seems like, as with everything in security, there's a trade-off. Um, we, we talked a few minutes ago about how uh, you, you asset management might be better in the cloud or, or hygiene. And part of that is because of the homogeneity of the environment and the fact that you can have all these assets under central control. But I guess at the other side of the that two-edged sword is it becomes much easier if an attacker can can wrest that control away. Exactly, it really moves sort of the discussion up the stack from uh, bits and bytes where everything was living. You know, if you go ten years back and you think about what antivirus looked like, and it was you know 100% buffer overflows, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, we're transcending that, and, and and we still have to worry about that stuff. But now we're really concerning. You know, well, who has access to this? What did I agree to? These are yeah. are, are more um, intellectual discussions, really, where we're saying okay, I'm just trying to keep track of the, the logic that's occurring here and, and less about the actual mechanics of it. Right. Do you see any uh, particular industries that will be uh, more targeted in 2018 versus others? I don't think that there's going to be a huge change uh, because of cloud on which industries are targeted. Uh, I think that there are going to be essentially the same threat that existed before. I think it's just a different uh, new way to deliver that, that same threat to a, a victim. Um, and that's just sort of an evolution of uh, the overall game plan of attackers. I don't think that what they're choosing to attack is changing uh, right. because of cloud itself. So I don't think that there's going to be a particular shift because of cloud. Um, that said, I think that uh, if there's maybe one industry that's, that's going to continue to see an uptick, I think it's probably going to be in entertainment um, just because we've seen already uh, a fair yeah. amount of targeting there. And um, the, the reasons for that targeting aren't going away. They're getting, uh, you know, perhaps more inflated. Uh, so I think that, if, you know, if I had to pick one industry that's, you know, suddenly realizing that they have to really worry about security, uh, unlike, for for instance, the financial industry, which has known forever that, yeah, you know, for a long time, security, yeah. Um, those those new industries, I think, are going to realize that they need top-notch security as yeah. well. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so given all this, what should organizations be doing next year as they move to the public cloud to, to stay in front of these, these threats and these vulnerabilities you've talked about? So there's a couple of phases that you kind of want to do that with. So the first phase is to just make sure that you know everything that's going on. So it's kind of the situational awareness and invisibility is the name of the game there. So to make sure that uh, you have some sort of way for your incident responders, your SOC, to be able to get a, a, a full idea of where um, all of your, your key assets are. So that may be data sitting in something like Dropbox or Box or uh, what you have in Salesforce, how all that works, uh, what you have in Amazon, what you have in Azure, what you have in Google. Uh, and then critically, being able to play hunches, do hunting, go through all that stuff, even though it sits in the cloud. And today, that's a that's fairly rare for organizations to have that level of visibility um, across all of the different places that their critical data sits. And right. you know that's a bad sign. So uh, that's that's sort of job one is make sure that we, as an organization, you at least have all that. 
uh, information in one place. And then sort of phase two is to really embed and get be natively um, protecting your cloud environment. So that would be making sure that you have hooks into things like artifacts that are, are being transmitted. Uh, so for instance, do you have places where, where docs are getting uploaded and then going into your back office? Uh, that's a, a, a good place to make sure that you have some high-grade detection there, uh, you know, beyond just sort of an antivirus scanner because uh, you essentially have unauthenticated input going directly into the key parts of your organization. Right. So knowing what you have, um, making sure that you, you've instrumented it properly. You've talked before about how um, in the public cloud, visibility in some ways can be easier because there's so much native visibility built into cloud environments, but organizations have to, they have to be doing something with it, right? I mean, it's, right. Your, your cloud provider's not doing that for you. Yeah, exactly. So, well, each cloud provider is kind of giving you their own specific console on how you can, you know, go and ask really specific questions in their console. And the problem is, you you know, asking a SOC or an instant responder to log into 30 different consoles is, is you know, nonsense. So you need yeah. to make sure that you can bring all that back into one place so that they can say, all right, show me everywhere that this user logged into or show me all the logins that we've seen from this time period or you know that's just sort of the the beginning of it then you want to be able to say what are the anomalous things that are occurring across all this stuff uh, being able to correlate all those things is, is really important so just to say that okay well yes i have a you know administrator login so i could go and figure out who logged in recently on this one cloud provider um, you know that's not going to cut it day in day out for for running a sock or for doing an incident response uh, there's there's just too many things to triage. Uh, you know, it's going to take too long to do that, and moreover, you're not going to be able to do any of the what I would call the the real security of it, which is to actually notice when um, yeah. those sort of anomalous things occur across providers or across time. Uh, things that you know an individual cloud provider isn't going to build in directly. Okay. Okay. Good. And uh, kind of playing off that, what what do you see in terms of innovation for defenders in, in public cloud environments in 2018? Anything new coming, or anything that organizations should be taking advantage of? Uh, so going back to the sort of two phases, uh, the first thing is being able to pull all that stuff into one place. Uh, so we've been working on uh, you know our, our products to be able to do that, and then the second part is being able to integrate into those native platforms to make sure that uh, you don't have to sort of bolt on your security into your cloud that it's 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 all directly working with the the cloud providers' uh, native hooks, and so uh, you know we have stuff coming out for that as well. Well, Martin, thanks very much. It was uh, it was good talking to you about uh, the public cloud threat landscape and how you see it evolving in 2018, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks. Pleasure to be here.